Welcome to the Sunday Night Army podcast, the best local podcast in Windsor, Essex County, Detroit and wherever. The place for news, entertainment and music. Here's your host, Jacob. Alright, welcome to the show. I am Jacob and welcome to another episode in the music series. And uh, yeah, fantastic artists for everybody today. Now before we get to all the other fun stuff, make sure you guys are checking out what's happening on the socials because now there's, we're back to voting. We're back to voting for um, best radio station in this area. So check out the link in the description. Check out the link on all the the socials. Get you right there in the link tree. I'll put it up there too. Make sure you go and vote for me. Let's get me to number one. Give me the platinum platinum again, just like last year. Let's do it again. One more time. We have a whole month to vote. So get in there. Vote early. Get it all done now. Get me back to number one. The link's in the description. Link's everywhere on all the socials. So check out wherever you you are on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever. Facebook. I'll be there. Uh, It'll be on uh, the show's page. Try to put it out there as much as possible. Just hit the link. You know, it'll give you a top whatever uh, radio stations. The Sunday Night Army, pick that vote. Bam. Gets me back up there. Helps the show's visibility. I appreciate everyone who did it last year. We got number one. Let's get number one again this year. Let's do it. And uh, besides that, you know, want to support the show? Got the merch. is rolling out. It's all out there. I appreciate everybody who bought it. Um, a lot of cool stuff. Um, I like the... Uh, the new logo and all the other stuff that's on the shirts. And maybe after the summer, there'll be a sixth one. Who knows? We're working on some stuff. Maybe some offshoots off the show. Uh, maybe some quotes. Who knows? Uh, but that's happening out there. And uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you like and subscribe. And check out the YouTube channel. Help me grow that because it's a pitiful channel with very few subscribers. And I would appreciate growing that. So let's do that. And uh, let's get to today's episode. All right, let's continue with the music series right here on the Sunday Army with a special guest singer-songwriter, Danny Horowitz. How are you today, sir? Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Really pleased to be here. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Now, we got a really good track from you coming up later on the show, and I want to get into that and explore it. But first, I want to dig deeper into the background of you as an artist. So let's start there. Let's get to... Tell me your story. Tell me when you started, how you started, how you got into the whole in music industry thing. Okay, well, um, I've been playing guitar since I was 14. Uh, I grew up in one of those families where my dad had a guitar and he played music, a lot of oldies or maybe a couple of his old his own songs. My grandfather, uh, uh, my, my dad's dad, owned a record store when I was a kid. He was actually a, um, a watchmaker by trade in Montreal, uh, but got robbed enough times that he decided it wasn't worth it to keep having a jewelry store. So he changed it into a, a record store. So growing up in my house, my parents had all these like awesome records and later CDs. So I was always exposed to music, uh, recorded music. And like I said, my dad played live music. So I was just always interested. So I picked up the guitar at 14, started learning to play on my dad's guitar. And I played just, just constantly for, you know, for years and years on my own. And I've been writing songs for years and years, playing wherever I lived. I'd, I'd, I'd play around, I'd, I'd play shows or open mics. Um, never really recorded because it's one of those things that's super terrifying uh, to do. And um, in the last couple of years, I thought, you know what? 
you only live once. And so I may as well fail putting my best foot forward rather than not even throw my hat in the ring. So I picked up some home recording equipment, tried to make some demos and just wondering, okay, what do I, what do I do with this? If nothing else, I can make some quality home demos. Um, and uh, through a friend of a friend who I, who I'd met, um, he introduced me to someone he knew who worked at a recording studio and that's kind of what got me started. And one of the things that I wish I knew earlier was how friendly everyone who works at recording studios are and how easy it is to call up a recording studio and say, hey, I'd love to get in there. By the way, I write songs, but do you have musicians of studio caliber that I can rent to actually play the music good? That was one of the things that had prevented me for years. And once I got inside of it, I realized how absolutely magical the process is, how great it is to collaborate with other artists, how amazing it is to have discussions with other like-minded kindred spirits uh, uh, in the studio. And that's what got me recording. And because I've been recording more, now I've been also playing more. And the whole thing is like a giant virtuous uh, cycle. So I don't know if that answers a question, but like at 10,000 feet, basically been playing music forever. And in the last couple of years, uh, really explored and dug deep in the, in the more formal quote unquote music scene. Mm -hmm. No, no, it's, it's a good answer. Now I, I like that. You said that it's, it's an experience uh, going to the recording studio doing the process. It is a process. It, it is a lot of work, but let's talk about your music. Let's talk about your individual sound. Um, what, you, what inspires you? Because you have a particular sound. It is very engaging. And uh, tell me where that came from. What inspired you to kind of do what you're doing right now? Oh, well, first of all, thanks. I really appreciate that. I, I love writing songs. Um, I've always loved stories. I've always loved good melodies, good harmonies. I've always liked interesting lyrics that are that are memorable. Um, I guess my taste in music begins with what you call oldies. When I was a kid, we used to listen to um, Chum FM here in Toronto. Oh, not Chum FM, sorry, 1050 Chum here in Toronto. And it was the oldies station even then. And it was a lot of music. And so my favorites growing up and still today are the Beatles. And then all my music taste develops kind of uh, the bands that follow them with a, with a similar maybe aesthetic. So the the Billy Joels of the world and the Paul Simons of the world and the, and the Eagles and all these bands that kind of marry beautiful harmonies and melodies with interesting, captivating lyrics. Um, Growing up, uh, my favorite band uh, that wasn't an oldies would have been Bare Naked Ladies, which kind of also has that sensibility. And when I started playing the guitar, I originally started playing with like playing like Beatles songs or Bare Naked Lady songs on the guitar. And I started thinking that maybe since I'm just playing for myself, what I want to do is write my own songs. I was always a writer as a kid. I loved writing stories. And, and so I just kind of naturally gravitated towards writing songs. When I was in university, I discovered the music of Leonard Cohen. And then I think I really kind of started making a more conscious effort to, to, to make the lyrics a little more interesting, work a little bit more metaphor in, go a little deeper, write a little darker if I could. I just found something about the, you know, dark stories more interesting, especially when paired with, in, you know, engaging um, sweet melodies. And I think that my producer would probably say that's my style, although I, I might say that a lot of my songs are, you know, dark lyrics and dark music or sweet lyrics and sweet music, but probably starts just from this idea of a beautiful, sweet, engaging melody, however that sounds to me, 
and then really interesting, captivating lyrics, however that manifests itself in a story. And the end result is one that hopefully hopefully people really like. We were talking about Sorry From The Road. I think that's a really good example of a song that I think if you don't pay attention to the lyrics, you're going to enjoy. And then if you do pay attention to the lyrics with the story in there, I think you might get extra value out of it. So there's that replayability. Mm-hmm. I, I like you mentioned a couple of things that I really, really like, and that's um, music that tells stories and you, you're focusing on that because honestly, right now on the radio, I don't think I can find one song with listening to it for an hour that can um, tell me a story about anything happening within its lyrics. Um, this is why I, I love uh, the music that I find to listen to through uh, this scene and this show, because um, I want to dig into your brain a little bit more about writing since you, uh, you just mentioned that now this, this is something I like too. I, I like listening to songs that make sense, that take me on, a, on somewhere with what they're um, with, what it's offering now content wise do you pull uh ideas for uh your songwriting from particular experiences or things you see do you react to things happening around you where does that come from so uh, growing up uh, and even now the way my brain works is when i hear a song from an artist i don't think that they're telling a confessional story i don't think that they're talking about themselves i think they're just mm-hmm. writing a song and telling a story that's just how i think about it mm-hmm. so when i think about writing songs I guess I would say that I'm trying to think of, or I'm trying to start with like an emotional truth. You know, you're fiddling around, noodling around on the guitar and you feel some chords. Ooh, that's a feeling that comes somewhere. What are the words that I can put to that? And then slowly as you're playing and having fun with that idea, it becomes the shadow of kind of a story. But I do have to say that then, okay, well, in order for me to really connect the story that I'm telling to myself, I have to find the right words. And to do that, you can't help but bring your own experiences in some way to that. So not in a direct way, but in an indirect way, there's there's definitely a bit of myself in there. And sometimes I will write um, a personal story, but what happens is that in order to make it good, I have to divert from reality. So even what starts off as something that really might have happened to me ends up becoming something totally different. Um, in, in a very small number of cases, sometimes I might write about something I'm... Um, that, that that's actually on my mind. Um, and a lot of times those songs just end up not being all that good. Uh, or uh, I've, I've kind of gotten it out of my system and then I don't really love playing it anymore. And it becomes something that I'm less passionate about playing in a weird way. Keeping a song arm's length makes it more interesting for me to play because then I get to be the author, but more importantly, I get to be the audience for mm-hmm. it at, at the same time. I think the one exception to the rule is Uh, A little while ago, I wrote a song called Downward Into the Dark, and it was my kind of emotional response to the revelations that that I that I heard uh, from uh, from the news about the residential school mass graveyards, like like basically everyone in the country, uh, everyone in Canada. I was kind of heartbroken to hear about it. And I was in that moment inspired to write a song, not a political song by any means, just an emotional song. Um, It just kind of came out. So I'm open to having a song that, that I write that's just about something that I, that I hear or read or has happened to me, for the most part, 90% of the time, it's me noodling around the guitar, having words kind of come to me through the chord progressions or the notes that I'm playing and just kind of mold it and build it from there, drawing in my own personal experiences as I need to, or even drawing in ideas that I've read in in poems or, 
or books or or quotes, things that I think help fit that you know um, emotional state that I'm trying to capture that have all, all eventually become some kind of a story. Oh, that's fantastic. Now let's let's dig deeper into your track today. Let's talk Sorry from the Road. Tell me about the background of this song, how you came up with it, and uh, what it's all about. All right. So first of all, you're familiar with Roy Orbison? Of course. I love Roy Orbison. He's one, mm-hmm. he's one of my faves. And uh, uh, also in that same vein as the kind of artist that, uh, that the Beatles are. In fact, I think they went on tour with him a long, long time ago. Um, so I was listening to a Roy Orbison playlist, and I really love the way he writes uh, his beautiful music. He's got that beautiful voice. A lot of his songs are sad. Mm-hmm. And as I was listening to it, I thought to myself, boy, I kind of want to write a song that that would fit in that kind of Roy Orbison wheelhouse. It's just kind of a fun little activity for me. And I, and sort of the lines came to me, you know, a love like ours uh, was never meant to last. And I was like, oh, that's that's pretty good. Let me see where that where I can take that. Anyway, so it evolved into this song about kind of a destructive cycle. You know, two people who always find themselves with a similar kind of partner, and that partner always disappoints. In one, for one person, it's like, oh, you've always, you're, you know, I only can meet people, and I can't ever change them. And the other one's like, I'm always meeting these people, and they're always trying to change me, and I'm never going to change. And so it's this neat little destructive dynamic that I think is is interesting. We all have either been there or we've seen people like that, and that's just how the story took shape. But what's so interesting is that when I came up with a melody that I really liked and a sort of Orbit, Roy Orbison-esque sound, um, I wrote it and we got into the studio. And this is where the magic of the studio really makes everything pop. Uh, my my producer said, well, look, I love the intent. You're not Roy Orbison. You don't have that high range uh, for, for a lead uh, singer. So why don't we drop it down and why don't we speed it up a little bit, give it a little more drive? And I thought those were great suggestions. And then um, Sean Royal, who's this musician that I use, he's, he's one of my most frequent collaborators, and he, he basically puts together a lot of the sounds that you, that you hear because he plays so many instruments and he plays them so well. He thought, why don't we make it a bit more like an E Street Band song than a Roy mm-hmm. Orbison song? Let's add a glockenspiel. And I have this idea for a saxophone solo if you know a saxophonist. And as it happened, I knew a saxophonist, a beautiful soul named Henry Gluck, who, who sadly passed away earlier this year. But I, but I tapped into Henry's talents and had him play the saxophone solo. And so what comes out of this whole process is me having written a song, trying to write one like Roy Orbison, coming up with, again, this sort of like interesting story that I think is is cool combined with the melody that I want to sing. And then we get to the studio and now, and, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree, but it sounds more like a Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band song than a Roy Orbison song, or maybe something different altogether mm-hmm. that's unique to me. But it's all these influences coming together. So from writing to production, it's just this amazing process that I'm so uh, like almost in awe to be a part of. And the end product is one that I'm really happy with. Yeah, music creation is a beautiful thing sometimes when it comes uh, together like that. And I think we should have the audience experience it for themselves. So I think we should just play the song on the show right now and have everybody hear it. I think we should. And uh, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be available everywhere, I think, because it's out on our uh, April 21st. If you like it, stream it, share it, download it. Uh, I hope you love it. Exactly. So let's listen to it. Sorry from the road, Danny Horowitz, right here on the Sunday Night Army. <laughs>
There you go. That was Sorry from the Road. Danny Horowitz still here on the show. Now, um, that track, of course, will be available on the Spotify playlist with uh, the show's playlist. Nice and easy. Like, follow, subscribe, all the excellent things. Make sure you guys give it a bunch of listens. Now, what are your goals, Danny, for the rest of 2023? What's coming up? What can we look forward to? So I've got a couple of shows coming up. Uh, actually, uh, I'm playing a show tomorrow night uh, here in Toronto and another show on Canada Day. So by the time this comes out, the August 19th show probably will have passed. But if anyone's around in Toronto on July 1st, I'll be playing at Handlebar. Um, and so that's uh, that. That's coming up. I'd love to see people out. I always mix in different songs in my sets. So people come to my shows uh, will often find that I play different uh, different songs. Also, it's a more intimate experience because uh, I, when I show up to a concert, it's usually just me and an acoustic guitar. So it's a more intimate, more acoustic sound than what's on the streaming platforms. Just just the nature of the industry is mm-hmm. I don't have a band behind me, uh, at least not right now. I'm not big enough for that, but I do love playing shows. And so people who come, they may want to hear the streaming, which is one sound, come for the live show to have a great time and have kind of a different sound. For the rest of the year, I'm also putting out a whole bunch of music. So my song, Don't Look To Me, which has a sort of you know 90s rock, bare naked ladies vibe, just came out in March. Sorry From The Row, which is a little more E Street Band is coming out uh, this April. In June, I've got another song. In uh, August, another song. Basically every six weeks until November, I'm putting out a song. And, uh, and uh, by the time November rolls around, all seven songs of the album will be out. It's an album called Venero Rhyme, and we can talk about the meaning behind that uh, title if you like. But I'm putting out music very consistently uh, just because of the world that we live in. It's all about playlists, and that means it's all about singles. Um, as much as my, my vanity would love me to put out an album all at once, the truth is nobody listens to full albums, at least not new full albums anymore. So rather... It's something to get excited about, um, something to look forward to. And it's easier for anyone to hear one song in three minutes than have to listen to a full album. So, but yes, when it's coming up for the next year, it's it's uh, one song after another. Oh, that's really good. Um, then you mentioned album. How many tracks on the album itself? And are you, are you releasing all the songs from the album or is there going to be some just saved uh, for when the album comes out? It's interesting. It's called a waterfall strategy. So every song is going to come out with the last song added. So I'm building up the album slowly. So the seventh release will be the full album and the seventh song will be that last piece of the puzzle. And then the order will also be in place. Um, That's just how, uh, how I was advised by internet research to, uh, (laughs) to do it. And so I'm experimenting. There will be seven songs in this album. I had recorded 10 songs in 2022 and four of them kind of struck me as kind of one emotional story and the other six um kind of struck me as as a as a more um musical um um uh package with with like a different sounds from rock to folk so the first package of four had this emotional arc from dark to light over four songs that became the ep that i put out earlier this year called um called The Candle is Worth the Game. With these other six songs, I felt that they, like I said, had had sort of a range that went from, from rock to folk. So you kind of have like an, an energetic, almost uh, roller coaster from high energy to, to lower energy. And it just makes for a smooth ride. And I thought that was really cool. I recorded a seventh song so that it would be, you know, instead of being a long EP, it becomes a short album. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing this year. Oh, that's really cool. And I, I like the process. And it's so hard to figure out what works, what hits the algorithm, and 
that's a full-time job trying to figure out how how to you know put out music where it engages in in, in the most meaningful way that that's a full-time job and good luck to anybody that actually figures it out but uh it, it's cool to uh hear how you're gonna go with your process and it's very exciting now where can anybody go follow you where would you like the audience to go follow like subscribe and uh see your stuff online on social media so the number one thing is stream my music. I'm only yeah. on social media because I, I I want people to listen to my music. So find me anywhere you get your music. If you go on Spotify, it's easy because I'm the first Danny with one N-H up there, D-A-N-Y space H. You'll find me on Spotify. Anywhere else, Danny Horovitz, D-A-N-Y-H-O-R-O-V-I-T-Z. I'm on Instagram primarily uh, at Danny Horovitz. Very easy at D A N Y H O R O V I T Z. I was on TikTok, uh, but I'm not on TikTok anymore. Um, it, uh, basically, TikTok <laughs> banned me uh, from uh, from uh, TikTok because I was sending people messages and not posting any videos. And eventually, they sent a message, be like, "Hey, why don't you?" you know, stop messaging people and start posting videos. And I just didn't do it because I wasn't, I'm not a content creator. I'm not there for the likes, but as people would, would follow me and I'd start messaging and engaging them, I guess TikTok didn't really like that. I wasn't, that I was using them to promote my music the way I wanted to, rather than hitting their, mm -hmm. whatever data oriented algorithms. Um, but I'm still on Instagram and that's where I post most of my social media. However, like I say, I just love you to hear the music. That that's really what I care about is getting people to listen to my music, and uh, and and letting me know what you think. And I want to help you out with that. Now, I you guys will see Danny tag in all posts and all socials with this episode. Nice and easy. Click follow, like, subscribe, and of course the Spotify Spotify playlist. Sorry, from the road will be added to the Spotify playlist. Added to your Spotify playlist. Check out the album. Go follow, like, subscribe. All the other good things that we do. Danny, thank you for coming on the show sharing your music with me thank you so much for having me jacob i had a great time talking with you <laughs>